What's up guys and welcome to the end of a rotation exam review. I'm Lenny C, PAS, and I'm back with some more family medicine topics so that you can ace your ER exams. As always, if these podcasts have been helpful to you, please drop me a line via Instagram at Lenny underscore C. I'd love to hear your thoughts and suggestions on how to make these episodes more valuable to you. Today, we'll be discussing the topic of diabetes as a whole. Now, I don't cover treatment, but I intend on making another podcast uh, in the future that covers that. This topic is near and dear to my heart since I'm a type 2 diabetic myself and have and continue to struggle with keeping my A1C down. So when I see patients with diabetes, I definitely feel for them and understand how difficult it may be to manage this chronic condition. If diabetes is also near and dear to your heart, you can actually become a clinical diabetes educator or CDE, which certifies you to assess patient-specific education needs, identify patient-specific diabetes self-management goals, education and behavioral intervention towards helping a patient achieve those goals, and hopefully I one day will get certified, but first I gotta pass these EORs and then the pants. So without further ado, here's your first question. Which of the following is not associated with the presentation of hyperosmolar hyperglycemic state, or HHS? A. Severe hyperglycemia. B. High serum osmolarity. C. Metabolic acidosis. D. A urinalysis with 4 plus glucose. Or E. Dehydration with low serum sodium. The answer is C. Metabolic acidosis. As you know, both hyperosmolar hyperglycemic state and diabetic ketoacidosis are potentially life-threatening conditions that need immediate treatment and management. HHS is seen with type 2 diabetics, and DKA is normally seen with type 1 diabetics, but type 2 diabetics can also present with DKA. HHS has a way higher mortality than DKA, ranging from 15 to 30% versus 2 to 15%. And while DKA is primarily a problem with producing ketones that cause a metabolic gap acidosis, HHS is not a problem with metabolic acidosis. HHS also tends to have a more severe hyperglycemia with glucose ranges greater than 600. Severe dehydration and increased serum osmo is a major characteristic of HHS and prompt fluid replacement is a necessary treatment. Finally, since you are on a family med rotation, Just wanted to remind you that the USPSTF recommends a screen for abnormal blood glucose for adults 40 to 70 who are overweight or obese. Next question. Which of the following qualifies as a diagnosis for diabetes? A. Fasting plasma glucose of 115. B. Random blood glucose of 120 without symptoms of hyperglycemia. C. Hemoglobin A1C of 6.4%. Or D. A 2-hour plasma glucose of 180 during an oral glucose tolerance test. The answer is B. Random blood glucose of 210 without symptoms of hyperglycemia. The ADA provides a diagnostic criteria for diabetes that include these four things. If you qualify for one of these four things, you can be diagnosed with diabetes. 1. A1c that is greater than or equal to 6.5%. Now, A1c is an 
average measure of blood glucose for the past three months because it measures a marker on the red blood cells which turn over every 90 days, so the past three months. Number two, a fasting plasma glucose of greater than or equal to 126. Fasting is defined as no caloric intake for at least eight hours. Number three, a two-hour plasma glucose level of greater than or equal to 200 during a oral glucose tolerance test. Now this test is using a glucose load containing the equivalent of 75 grams of glucose dissolved in water. If you have higher than, greater than, equal to 200, then you qualify for diabetes. And number four, in a patient with classic symptoms of hyperglycemia, a random plasma glucose of greater than or equal to 200. Your last question, which of the following vaccines are recommended for patients with diabetes? A. Influenza vaccine every six months. B. Meningococcal vaccine. C. Zoster vaccine. D. Hepatitis B vaccine. Or E. Hepatitis C vaccine. The correct answer is D. Hepatitis B vaccine. The following vaccines are recommended for patients with diabetes. Influenza vaccine should be provided with patients with diabetes annually, not every six months. The pneumococcal 23-valent polysaccharide, or pneumovax, should be provided to all patients with diabetes over two years of age. A one-time revaccination is recommended for patients greater than 64 years of age if the vaccine was received greater than five years ago. Another vaccine is the hepatitis B vaccine, and it should be administered to all unvaccinated adults with diabetes, HIV, other immunocompromising conditions, or liver disease. So this is coverage for a lot of people. And there is evidence that patients with diabetes are at increased risk for developing hepatitis B, maybe because they require more injectable medications and glucometers. All other vaccinations that we listed in the question are not specifically recommended for diabetics, but should be administered at their regularly scheduled time. Now, I do want to review a couple of other issues related to diabetes management, and I wanted to remind you the screening for comorbid conditions in diabetics. Um, that screening does include yearly routine eye examinations that uh, pretty much encompass diabetic retinopathy, visual impairment, and usually includes some type of eye dilation. Uh, another screening is routine foot examinations that you'll be doing in office every year. Another screen is for increased urinary albumin excretion done on a UA every year and screening for coronary heart disease, which is just a general screen for blood pressure, fasting lipid profile, and any smoking history and smoking cessation. But to wrap things up, I'd like to review actually how to do a yearly foot exam since you see diabetics so often in family med. And so I wanted to cover three main points. So first, when you're doing this yearly foot exam, you are testing for loss of protective sensation. So that's sensory testing. And according to the ADA, it should be conducted with a 10 gram monofilament. That's the monofilament that we received in class that we had to buy plus uh, vibration using a 128 hertz tuning fork or pinprick sensation or ankle reflexes. So you have to use a monofilament limit plus any of those tuning forks, pinprick sensation, or ankle reflex during the exam. The second thing that you're going to be testing for is the assessment of pedal pulses. 
The two pulses that go through your ankle or your foot include the dorsalis pedis and the posterior tibial arteries. And assessing this arterial supply to the lower limbs is so essential because if there is no blood supply, you're going to get ulcers, you're going to get peripheral vascular disease, and uh, the strongest risk factor for delayed ulcer healing and amputation in diabetes is peripheral vascular disease. Number three inspection when you go and look at the patient's feet you are looking for skin changes such as hair loss in the uh, anterior tibial area and temperature changes um, when you're comparing both feet or tibia uh, the vascular changes may signal vascular insufficiency and since full ulceration is usually caused by breaks in the skin due to accidental trauma or poorly fitted footwear and most of the times these diabetics don't feel this pain. Um, at each visit, you should be checking for that type of break in the skin or pressure calluses that precede ulceration. Um, any existing ulceration and any signs of infection and bony abnormalities in the feet. The other thing you should be looking for is the patient's footwear. Just checking to see if there's any abnormal patterns of wear or appropriate sizing that might signal you know, improper gait or or uneven pressure uh, on a certain part of the foot. That's all for this episode. Thank you for listening to the end of rotation exam review. As always, please let me know if you'd like me to cover topic or have any suggestions. Now keep working hard at your rotation and remember, your patients are depending on you to make a difference in their lives. <laughs>